You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. I'm thrilled that you're here. If you're listening on schedule, today is Thursday, May the 21st. And on this Sunday, May the 24th, we'll have our first opportunity for some of our church family to gather for worship in the sanctuary again, while many others in our church family will be worshiping the Lord uh, at home on the live stream. So we'll be using both platforms to glorify Jesus this week. And I'm excited about the opportunities that both sides of that present. Well, as we get ready for that, I just thought it'd be fantastic to just sit down with our worship pastor, Chris Smith, and just think together about what we've learned looking back and also how to best serve our church family looking forward. So I want to look back first. Chris, I really appreciate you making time for the podcast, so thanks a ton for being with us. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Well, it's always a blessing when you are, so I am looking forward to the the dialogue with our church family. So gang, as I'm looking back, I know some of the the things that I've been surprised by, some of the ways, things I wanted to thank God for. So Chris, let's just take a moment from our perspectives, um, you first and me too, just to share with our church family a few of the ways that we've seen God work that we just want to say, wow, thank you, Lord, for taking care of us over this, you know, two months. Two two month plus um, period, and I just I remember doesn't seem that long ago that I walked in and said, "Hey, this coronavirus thing. I don't I don't know if we're going to be able to meet this Sunday in normal capacity." And we all thought, "Well, this is weird, but it's about to be over." That well, wasn't the case. I remember the last Sunday that we all met as a whole church family, and I did the welcome that Sunday, and I said, "Hey, church family, let's stand and greet one another." Uh, there's something about a, a virus going around, so we're not going to shake hands today. Right. And that was before everything blew up. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So let's. Look back a little bit. Like there, there have been a lot of challenges uh, created by the coronavirus, a lot of loneliness, a lot of economic struggle, you know. Uh, but that at the same time, there's also been there's also been a lot of really good things. So, from your perspective as a worship pastor, what are some things you would thank the Lord for? Looking back, oh gosh, one thing that really stands out in my mind is how um, we have seen so many baptisms yeah. over the last nine, ten weeks. It's been amazing to see how our, uh, especially the children and some adults in our family, have even though we have have not been able to be together as a church family. Uh, families have been able to minister to their children and speak into their lives, and they've been able to have conversations that they've never had before. Yeah. And so that's that's really special to me to see how our families have been able to. So honestly, in these nine weeks, you know, 11 baptisms and probably more adult baptisms than we have in, in a normal half of a year. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with you, man. Thank the Lord for that. And I'm super grateful for our families that have been discipling their kids. Yeah. One of the things that's been neat to me has been, uh, so I'm, I'm always at church on Sunday morning early, you know, getting ready for the live stream, getting ready for the sermon. Um, and Lindsay is at home with the kids. And so this is an environment that I don't get to be in um, every week. But, you know, Lindsay is is leaving our Sunday school class at home with the boys. I mean, we're, we're our, our children's Sunday school um, are is happening, you know, in people's homes with the parents leading that. And, Chris, I see it at the, in the at nighttime when we have our family Bible time. I get to catch up, and but it's awesome to me uh, to see the fruit of so many moms and dads leading kids in their own discipleship path. And you know, I'll say to our whole church family and to you, you know, man, I sure hope that that's one thing that sticks. You know, when Corona is a thing of the past and it's in the history books, and we're telling people, hey, do you remember when? I hope that the moms and dads who uh, have become really just, I mean, just, I mean, stepping 
right into their role as primary disciple makers, I hope they won't stop. You know, they'll just keep, you know, working. That, that family devotions will be happening. That, you know, moms and dads will get the delight of leading their kids to Christ just the way they have been. I think that's been amazing. I'll tell you something else that's been neat to me, um, and I know there's some challenges here. Well, this will be a good pivot for us. Is It's neat to me the way that in the small things the Lord has provided for us. For example, you're our worship pastor, and we've been thriving on on online worship, um, our live stream, you know, for the last nine weeks. It's all we've had, really, you know. And so I remember that uh, that first week that coronavirus was a thing at all. You know, it was spring break week. We we knew we had folks on the live stream at home, but that was the last week we had anybody in the room. And from that point forward. If we were going to get the message out, if we were going to worship together, if we were going to pray together, if we were going to touch base around the themes of Scripture with our church family, it was going to be on the live stream. Mm -hmm. And um, so many of my friends were, as pastors, were kind of scrambling to figure out how do we do that, how do we do that. But, man, the Lord was so kind. You know, last year... And we invested in some new lighting. We invested in some cameras and the technology necessary to run the live stream. Because what people don't know is that actually that's super complex. Like in my mind, it's just you hit record on a camera, but it's not. I mean, you have to, every microphone that is mixed, you know, for the sanctuary, which is every instrument, every person, they're all mixed for the live stream too. So it's actually super complicated. And it's neat to me to look up and say, wow. You know, in the kindness of God, we had that, we, we had that in place in January uh, so that when we had to have it, Unbeknown to us, yeah. it was there. I, I was I was grateful that we had as much in place as we did because we started live streaming in January actually, yeah. uh, and and it was rough. Yeah. You know, there there was a, still a learning curve that we had to that we had to overcome. And so, because that wasn't our primary means of communication, you know, every week we would work on something, trying to get something fixed, something tweaked, and and it was a slow process because it wasn't our primary form of communication with our church family. But of course. Then, then COVID nineteen hits, and it becomes our primary form. So the things that were at the bottom of the priority list yeah. all of a sudden got moved to the top of the priority list. And so, uh, so I was grateful not to to be scurrying like some of my colleagues have been doing, yeah. you know, in other churches. But uh, but there were some things that really all we were doing at that point was refining yeah. and making it better. Well, you know, looking back, which I, you know, one day this will be history, right? But looking back on this last couple of weeks. It's kind of weird to me how much I've longed for the church family gathered, but boy, those handful, we've had about 16 people in the room, right? Five people are up in the balcony running the technology that's necessary and then spread out into the two musicians' pits, you know, the instrumentalist pits and um, and on the platform, you know, the rest of us are kind of smattered up there. So the church, but, but even though it's only been a handful of people, it's been so meaningful to me to have a few Carterville family members in the room as we worship. And so it's kind of, that's kind of neat. And I'm looking forward to bringing people back. But let me ask you as we transition here, um, you know, looking back on the last eight weeks, like I've recognized as a pastor some of the things I've missed, you know, um, seeing my people, just seeing the faces, being able to read people as we're engaged in the sermon, what it feels like when the Holy Spirit convicts us all at one time in the same room, right? I miss some of those things really badly. I'm so thankful for the technology, and, and I love a lot of the good things, but I'll bet there's been some things that you've missed too. And so for me, the lack of being able to gather has helped me realize some of the things I took for granted back when we could get together. And so just kind of as we're looking forward to the days ahead, what are some things that you have missed? Well, two things come to mind. Number one, see, seeing the people. You know, I, I'll never forget, we were trying to be creative and for we were planning for our Easter worship service. And so uh, Cassidy and I came up with an idea. We were going to do a, a, a welcome video oh, yeah. and incorporate church members. Yeah, I remember. You know, so so we, we, we contacted, you know, 10, 12 people and said, hey, here, here's 
here's a script. Can you, just with your iPhone, can you record something and send it to us? And we're going to put it together. It's going to be super low quality. Production value is not going to be the greatest. Cause, I mean, but, you know, that was to be expected. But uh, the first time I saw that video after Cassidy edited it all together, I, I mean, like, I was in tears because I didn't realize not only not seeing their faces, but hearing their voices, you know, and it just really touched me to see, to hear from my church family. So that's one thing. The other thing that has been really meaningful, uh, well, before I get to that, um, the other thing that I've really missed is, is my choir. Uh, I, I have so missed uh, hearing, you know, being able to make music together and worship the Lord together musically with the choir. Now, of course, I've had the praise team, and that's been great because those are choir members. Um, but I, I, I have really missed that congregational, you know, choir-led singing. Yeah. That that that's something I've really missed. Well, a quick footnote for everybody who's listening. You know, I know we got choir members, and they're they're they may be thinking, "Oh, are we back? Uh, not quite yet." Your choir's choir's going to be farther. Like if this is phase two, you know, of a returning, you know, choir will be a while before we can put everybody in the same room. But singing. it won't be two years, like <laughs> CNN wants us to believe. <laughs> but but at the same time, yeah, we may not have a choir in the loft, but just to have the congregation as yeah. a choir, that's going to be mm-hmm. good for me. I can't wait to, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I'm the preacher and I love that spoken word. I mean, I love the text, you know, but, um, but it's been good to me as I talked to my wife and to other church members, um, a little humbling to, in fact, when I say, well, what have you, what have you missed? And they all say singing. Nobody, <laughs> nobody says I miss, I miss being in the room when you preach. Um, but I honestly believe that, you know, in the, you can watch the sermon live, but the singing's not the same. Well, I made a comment. We had a, a, a training for some of our greeters on Monday and somebody made a comment like, well, well, why would I want to overflow? We're using the fellowship hall as an overflow space. Right, yeah. Why would I want to go out there and watch the live stream when I could just go home and watch the live stream? Well, I, what I, my response to that is, well, you're probably not singing at home. That's right. Yeah. You know, so if anything, just for community and to hear one another singing praises yeah. together, and you know, even though you're watching the live stream and joining from the fellowship hall, you're going to be with other people doing what what God's commanded us to do, and that's to sing together. Yeah. All right. Well, let's listen. Let's uh, land the plane here for our church family who's using the podcast today um, with a little bit of application, right? So you and I, um, we sort of bear the primary responsibility for leading worship for our church family every Sunday. So knowing that we're getting to come back together for the first time, you know, um, I think there. I think we have the responsibility to kind of help everybody come back safely. So on the one hand, there's some some theological things we'd like to say. On the other hand, there's some practical things we'd like to say. Um, let's Let's speak into those for for just a minute. So uh, why don't you help us with some of the practical things? You know, for example, as we come back, we're absolutely going to social distance. Like we, we, the whole plan for us is we want to keep you safe. You know, we want to prioritize, you know, those who are the most vulnerable in our church family. Um, you know, Chris, speaking of that, why, why, why is that really important to us? Well, I, th- I think that if we really love our neighbor, we want to, we want to care for them and, and to care for their, their preferences and what, what is important to them. And if it's important to someone else, yeah. then it ought to be important to us. Yeah. And so if someone feels like, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to wear a mask yeah. because I want to worship with my church family, but I feel like I need to wear a mask on Sunday mornings. You know, look, there's not going to be any judgment. That's right. You wear know? that mask. That's right. You, you wear that mask. And, and, and it's, and likewise, if somebody's not wearing a mask, you know, don't, don't judge them for not, not, wearing not, not right. wearing a mask. You know, so I, I think let's, um, let's, let's be, 
um, appreciative of each other's convictions you know, in regards to that. So, so I mean, there are going to be some people who feel like, man, I don't want to sit family six feet apart, or when I get out the doors into the parking lot, I just I want to hug necks and shake hands, and I'm just going to kind of, as a pastor, say, please don't, not yet, right? And, there, and here's why. I cannot imagine anything worse right now than us being able to gather the church family again, and then three weeks from now looking up and saying, hey, look, uh, 21 people got sick. We're going to have to cancel our gathering for six weeks or something like that. So, you know, it's just a way to steward you know the glory of Jesus and the reputation of the church. And I'd love for anybody who passes by Carterville Road on Sunday to look out and go, "Wow, they really did! Look how well they look how they will how well they love their neighbor and protect their congregation." So, while I'm excited about us coming back, man, I just want to speak out to the church family and say, uh, super important that as we come back, we come back in a way that prioritizes the reputation of Jesus and the church and prioritizes your neighbor's you know health and safety. So, I'm confident though that if we'll do that really well, then uh, it'll safeguard our ability to continue to gather this way and glorify Jesus in a congregation. Uh, So theologically, I just want to throw this at our church family and we'll wrap up the podcast. Man, as you're getting ready for Sunday, listen to me, and I mean this, we are too hard on ourselves sometimes and I'm asking you to loosen up on yourself. If, If you believe it's wise for you to worship using the live stream, go for it. Worship using the live stream and do it to the Lord's glory. You praise the Lord on Sunday morning in your home. If you're comfortable yet opening your house to a neighbor, bring a neighbor in who won't come to the sanctuary. Let them worship with you. And um, if you're not comfortable with that, so be it. Start a watch party. Like share share the message digitally because that's what the platform lets us do. So for those in our church family who it's not wise yet, you're giving you're you're a caregiver to somebody who's very vulnerable. Listen, stay home and know how well you're loved by your church family. You are you are man. You are so so loved, and I'm begging you to leverage that for the gospel of Jesus. For those of you who are ready to come back this Sunday, uh, man, the same. I'm asking you, come in and glorify Jesus. You know, Love your neighbor in the way that we social distance and in the way that we engage in person. And let's just add the whole church. The big task for me is love each other well as Carterville through this. Give grace after grace after grace and glorify Jesus in the way that we protect the unity of the church while we're worshiping in two ways this particular Sunday. God bless you, and I cannot wait to hear from you online or to see you in person. So this Sunday, let's be ready to worship Jesus.